Good morning, everyone. It is Thanksgiving. Welcome to Kale and Company Live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental CoversMe.com. I hope everyone is having a great Thanksgiving so far. I know it's early in the day, but people get up early. They got to put the turkeys in and all the great uh, veggies and desserts uh, that that go with it. It's it's a terrific family day, probably the top family day of the year. And uh, we gave Cat the day off. Cat has the day off, so we have uh, brought in uh, a gentleman that we had on uh, Kale and Company just a few weeks ago, talking about cryptocurrency. And this is a very versatile guy, ladies and gentlemen. He can do it all. He's been taking private lessons in our WKXL warm-up studios here on Reddington Road to learn how to run the board. It's like the, uh, you know, I'm like the, the, the first passenger he's had in his plane here on WKXL. Jim McIntyre. Jim, happy Thanksgiving to you. Ken, happy Thanksgiving to you. I am so thankful for that incredible welcome to the show. People out there listening right now, you're about to find out if I can do it all. Let's hope I can uh, do the show you, justice on the board. You can do it all. You, you can deal in cryptocurrency. You know sports. You, you know a, a little bit about everything and a lot about some things. And we'll find out more about you as we progress on this Thanksgiving morning. But uh, I, I'm going to ask you, I mean, uh, to me, uh, Thanksgiving is synonymous with, of course, turkey, but football. I always think football on Thanksgiving Day, going back to my days uh, growing up in in Melrose, Massachusetts, going to the uh, Melrose-Wakefield football games uh, over the years, whether it be in Melrose as it was most of the time or sometimes in, in Wakefield. But that's what I think about when I think about Thanksgiving and, of course, uh, being around uh, family and friends uh, as well. What, what, what are your thoughts briefly on, on Thanksgiving? What, what is synonymous with Thanksgiving for you, Jim McIntyre? It's funny that you talked about the high school football memories as a core part of Thanksgiving for you because it initially, immediately made me think about the Methuen Rangers. I grew up in Methuen, Massachusetts, yep. and we would play Drake It every single Thursday. When I was a kid, I just wanted to go to the game. I didn't go to any other high school football games, but on Thanksgiving Day, it was just something cool to do. The other kids would go, and so I guess that was a core part of my Thanksgiving as well. I never really had thought about it, but I love sports, so... That was probably a you know a welcoming into the the sports world that I would follow forever now. Yep, yeah, absolutely, and and it was for most people, as you pointed out, the only high school football game they would attend uh, that season would be Thanksgiving because it was more like a party atmosphere. I mean, the place the place was packed. You'd see people you would only see once a year. I mean, people you went to high school with or people you were in grade school with at the time or other friends, relatives, and always a very festive time. And the games would start in the morning. I love those morning games. No matter what sport it is, I love the morning games. Uh, no, And, uh, you know, so anyway, that's... That was my, you know, big association was high school football with Thanksgiving. And of course, now we have the uh, three games in the NFL every Thanksgiving Day, too. Before we speed up to the NFL, yes. Ken, I heard you say love 
about that high school Thanksgiving football you know memories. I'm wondering, do you think that kids or even adults nowadays get to enjoy the high school football games on Thanksgiving Day like we used to in the past? Or have just times changed so much? I, I just find it hard to believe that people really get to nowadays appreciate going to something like that the same way that, that I did 30, 40 years ago. It's really strange to think about that. And, and for me, it was a lot longer ago than that. <laughs> Uh, but but at any rate, I, I think it has to a certain degree, but I think there's always something special about that Thanksgiving Day game. I, I really do. And I think it, it's it's really bigger in Massachusetts than it is uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, there's so many rivalries uh, in, in the state of New Hampshire. And the, the Melrose-Wakefield rivalry, uh, I, I know, continues to this day. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I've been to it uh, many times after I have uh, gotten out of uh, high school, and uh, it, it's always fun to go back. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, people uh, don't necessarily enjoy the little things in life like that as they once did, I, and I, I think that's a shame. Isn't that part of your show a mantra or the, the slogan that you have? You oh, must, uh, yes. And- always look on the bright side of life. Isn't that a good way to live? It's it's sometimes difficult in this day and age, but it is. but hopefully people driving along to get together to family. Maybe you're on your way for Thanksgiving and you're you're going to see family. I hope that all of you listening to this station right now have an excellent time today with your family and just really appreciating all the gifts that we have. All right. What what what's the the worst thing about your Thanksgiving meal, Jim? Yikes! You know something? It's it's those. Uh, green beans. Oh, you gotta be the, kidding! The green beans you in that be sauce. Kidding. That was my answer. <laughs> that was my answer. Is it everybody's answer? Uh-huh. No, some people love those green bean casseroles. Green bean casserole. Right? And mom, I'm not trying to put you down. Although you are a great chef, you know I love your cooking, and I can tolerate the green bean casserole. Like I will eat it. It's all tolerate right. Tolerate it. It's just tolerate not. It. Yeah, it's yeah. my least favorite part of the Thanksgiving meal. That's all. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just saying it's not as good as the rest of the stuff. You know what I. Hear so many people say that that same response green bean casserole whoever came up with that in the first place yeah really i mean i like green beans it's the casserole part of it you know that that isn't too exciting i want to know what part of people introduced that into the thanksgiving day meal right was it the indians that were having that green bean i don't think they had the green bean casserole plymouth rock i really don't but did they, 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 didn't they have may fo- have. They, they may didn't have. have football either, but nope. uh, we're going to have football today, aren't they, we? They, uh, they, they didn't, but we most certainly will. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. There'll be plenty of it on the high school level and uh, also on the uh, professional level as well. And we'll, we'll get into that too, but it's, it's, it's so amazing that you would respond that way. So what, what's your fa- other than the turkey itself, uh, what is your, your favorite part of the meal? Put me on the spot. I'm gonna go with the uh, that cranberry Jello type stuff. What is the cranberry sauce? Yep. And I'm talking about like the big mold that comes out in one block out of the can. It's probably not good for you, but hey, it's Thanksgiving. A, and, it's and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I don't eat exactly. I don't eat it 
any other day during the year. Like right. I don't buy yeah. that on a regular basis. I eat it one day a year, and I'll have like some mashed potatoes, and then I just maybe mix in a little bit of that cranberry stuff. And I just, I just like that. That stuff is kind of Thanksgiving for me. Yeah, and you know what I love because you don't have it very often, or at least I don't. Not often enough, that's for sure. <laughs> is uh, butternut squash? I'm going to make you uh, butternut squash next time I come I into the studio, Ken. I'm going to bring you squash. homemade butternut squash, and uh, with the butter and some brown sugar and mm-hmm. uh, oh man that's that's what i look for i look forward to that more than the turkey but i like to dip the turkey into the butternut squash and the mashed potatoes yeah so and and the dressing i kind of the feel stuffing i kind yeah. of feel like we should take callers on the show today just to hear them as they're driving tell us what food they're most looking forward to or what they're looking to dip into this or that it's it's kind of exciting talk on the radio hey it's it's very exciting talk <laughs> I, I can't think of another topic on this thanksgiving morning that would be more exciting than our thanksgiving meals what 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 particular dessert you like the pies or uh you know pies are synonymous with thanksgiving too yeah, um, my mother makes a mean pineapple upside down cake. Pineapple upside down cake. That's yeah. pretty creative. For yes. So she starts out. You put the pineapple kind of uh, slices at the bottom, and then you put yeah. a cherry in the middle of the yeah. hole, and then you put the cake batter on top. And then as you cook it, I guess you like flip it so that when it's up for presentation at the end, the pineapple slices are on the top. So it looks pretty. And again, that's another thing we don't eat many other times during the year. Right. Um, so I look forward to that. But I make. Can I make apple pie? Do you? Yourself? Yeah, all by myself. Yes. I might not look like a a great cooker, and I'm probably not, honestly, but an apple pie kind of makes itself, actually. If you buy the pre-made crust, so I cheat on that. Yeah, I think most people do, don't they? I well I don't know do most people not uh, not hardcore chefs no they do not they do not use the pre-made but I crust. think most people like like you and me right? you know we we're like you know you know just average guys talking here on Thanksgiving morning people that like to eat cranberry sauce out of the can do not make their own apple uh, pie uh, crust they buy the pre-made too so uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if I ever attempted to make an apple pie which I probably will never do because I've lasted this long without doing it uh i would buy the pre-made crust as well there so, we go so hey this is a pre-made crust commercial now anybody out there oh, wants oh, we to have advertise one. oh we have crust one for the pre-made crust people huh do we oh yeah it's, interesting so it's time for a break is that what you're telling me i'm telling now you you're telling me when to take the breaks I'm, here on the show i don't i don't have to work uh, at all on this uh, on this thanksgiving morning and uh, you know cat's not even here to tell me when to take the breaks but uh, Jim's telling me when to take the break, so we'll take it. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Let's say it together, Jim. We like to do it in unison on the Friday Fun Bunch. Northeast, Northeast Delta, Delta Dental. Dental. There you go. And uh, you can check them out at deltadentalcoversme.com. Uh, Back in a flash right here on this special Thanksgiving Day edition of Kale and Company Live, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We shall be right back. Welcome back to our special Thanksgiving 2023 edition of Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by our good friends at Northeast Delta Dental. And Jim McIntyre, you know what, Jim, you know what I'm amazed at during that last break? Tell me. All the commercials ran. You're running the board, 
and all the commercials ran as they were supposed to. Well, I don't want to take too much credit, Ken. The technology kind of runs itself. I was trying to give you some credit, you know? People don't know that. I will take plenty of credit for myself. Believe me, I'm not afraid to take credit for things, but uh, this one's kind of the machines, I guess. So, you know, the last time you were on with me on uh, on Kale and Company, and the only time uh, that you were on with me on uh, Kale and Company, uh, we talked for the whole hour about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff. Now, that big trial uh, that we were talking about uh, has come to an end. So yes. what? Uh, tell, just tell us briefly, uh, you know, how it ended and what's next for this guy who... You know, stole so much money from people. Sam Bankman-Fried, who just, he would not say that he stole money from people. Just so you know, like in the world of delusion, that an he individual- just borrowed it for he, a while. Exactly. He was planning to borrow it for a little bit so he could make way more for himself and then give some sprinkles to the other people. So in his mind, he didn't look at it as stealing. Very good. It was borrowing. I wonder yeah. if he used that as part of his legal case, but if it did, it didn't work because he was found guilty. Yes, he was. And and so he's going to go to the slammer for a little while. Sam Bankman Freed, in case you don't know who we're talking about, it's that kind of uh, strange looking cat with the, the big hair that I think he shaved it all off. Honestly, I, I didn't watch during his trial because I just knew he was guilty and I didn't want to listen to him lie or any of his people try to tell us how he didn't do what I think he, he did do and what uh, the courts of law now think that he did do. So essentially what has happened with within the crypto community, for people that don't know, um, Sam Bankman-Fried ran an exchange called FTX. An exchange is like a, a bank for cryptocurrency. And the FTX exchange was headquartered in the United States. And Sam Bankman-Fried was trying to grow that exchange so big so that he could be the kingpin of the cryptocurrency community inside the United States. He was helping to try to make laws. And this was all because he had a ton of money and was just trying to use that to gain fortune and, and fame. So he got caught trying to manipulate the system within cryptocurrency, which happens all the time, Ken, and I could tell you more about it if you want to know, but it's happened incredibly over the last month, multiple times. It's, it, it actually blows my mind that this continues to happen time and time again. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that, uh, but uh, I want to tell people that uh, this guy, Jim McIntyre, sitting across from me, running the board for the first time. So far, he's done an amazing job, and he knows so much about so many things, including sports, and that's why... Uh, the management here, uh, powers that be, at uh, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, has given Jim his own sports program, and it's going to be called The Sports Machine, and a debut soon on a radio near you, very soon. Are you nervous? Oh, yeah. A little bit. Really? I mean, yeah. I, I'm nervous even hearing you say that right now. This is the big reveal. Like, we're letting yeah. people know there's going to be a new show co show coming on to the airwaves here. And it's going to be me powering it with my sports thoughts and opinions. But I will tell you, Ken, one element that I'm hoping to incorporate, and I think we're going to, the plan is fully to incorporate the listening audience into yep. the show by taking mm -hmm. callers on the air. Because I know people might he like to hear what I have to say, but I want to hear what they have to say. And we will listen. I'll, I'll be joining Jim from uh, time to time on the show, and, and we'll listen to you. I mean, listen, everybody knows that's interested in the world of sports. There are two 
24-hour-a-day sports radio stations in Boston. If you call into any one of those shows, I'm not going to single any of them out because they're all pretty much the same in the sense that if you call in, uh, you're lucky to get a minute on the air. You're you're holding for two hours in some cases to to talk to these guys uh, for a minute. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, we'll listen to you. If you call in the sports machine, I guarantee we'll listen. Uh, we might, you know, dispute what you have to say or argue with you, but but we'll listen. We'll listen. If you can we, bring the content, we will bring you the uh, the forum to share that content with others. And I will say, just while talking about the fact that there are two 24-hour sports dedicated talk shows uh, stations within the, the listening audience area here, so we will come in as number three. I will say I am delighted as the host of the Sports Machine to be going on between 10 and 11. I can be a little bit, uh, I think, bombastic. Might be the the word competitive <clears throat> is definitely a word competitive, yeah. and I would love to go head to head with the show hosts that come on the airways at ten o'clock at both of the radio stations. My opinion will be that folks dialing or listening through the uh, the radio dials here when they try to find the right station to listen to, I think we'll get them to stay on and uh, and want to stay listening to the sports machine. That's my opinion. Let's yeah, see if it's true. I, I think so because people will have a forum if if they want it they they you know if they if Jim said if you bring the goods and you know what you're talking about and you make good points we'll listen to you. I'm sure there will be disagreement because there's always disagreement in sports conversations. But just think of it as uh, you know you're just talking sports at uh, whether you be home with your family or at a local tavern or, or whatever it might be or at a game itself. They're just going to talk sports. I mean, uh, for a lot of people, it's it's the universal language, right? We do it all the time. When yeah. I'm talking with my brother, it's we yeah. can't wait for the other person to stop so that we can say what we want to say. Exactly. I, I could do it right here with you right now, Ken. You, you could. I don't think we'd argue, though. I find yeah. you very difficult to argue uh, 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 with just because you always want to look I have look no on- idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. No matter what it is. You mentioned the topic. I have no idea about it. You have been doing this for plenty of time, and I'm going to tell you something. I am am thankful. Thankful is the word of the day to be able to be uh, under your tutelage to a certain degree. I mean, I'm on your show right now. Yeah, I'm not sure what it means, actually, Ken, but I've heard other people use it. I think that was used correctly. Tutelage. I am am going to learn from you, and I'm going to be like a proverbial sponge where I'm just trying to intake all of the knowledge that you can give to me about how to become a professional radio show oh boy. host. Boy, that, that's a lot of responsibility for me. I don't Is know. that pressure I, maybe, on you, Ken? Maybe more than I uh, you know, want to take on here, but you'll be fine. And, and pretty soon I'll be learning from you. So, so there you go. But we will be happy to take uh, take your calls uh, during the sports show, which debuts when? Do we have a... a Definitive date? It's starting up on Monday. Monday! So we got, what, Whoa. three, four days to go, and uh, people, uh, the suspense will be building each day. Well, you're doing your uh, Black Friday shopping tomorrow, you might be thinking, oh, boy, that sports machine show, i got to make sure to tune that in on Tuesday, uh, on uh, Monday at 10 o'clock and Tuesday. You're going to be manning the ship for that one, too, uh, on the board here? I don't think that my skills for the board will be up to par for, for running a, a live 
radio show. I think that's going to be very difficult for right. me to do. I'm struggling a little bit here now. I'm looking down at the timer here, Ken. So we got about three minutes till we. <laughs> at the this end of this is my segment. three minute warning. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's, I, it's Did more I my three minute, right? Because when the yeah. music comes on, it's going to be me playing it. There's a lot of pressure when you sit in the seat and you have to do all things. I've got a ton of respect for anybody who's able to do this I, in radio. I do too. That's why I don't do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just sit here and talk. And and mostly about things I don't know much about. But anyway. What do you the, know the about? sports machine. What do you what know, do Ken? I, I'm going to interrupt you right there. Yeah, we uh, got some time still. Uh, what uh, do I, you know I, about? I know about the, the Oak Ridge Boys and uh, Tower of Power and, and that sort of thing. Some of my favorite musical groups. But about anything else, very very little. Very little. What could you tell me uh, about the, some of those musical groups? What did you well, say? I the just, Oak Ridge Boys? The Oak Ridge, you never heard of them? <laughs> no. You never heard of the Oak Ridge Boys? I probably heard their music. I just don't that's, know. That's blasphemy to me. So tell me what. never thing. heard of the Oak Ridge Boys. What's one thing about the Oak Ridge Boys that, that, that I should know? What's one of their uh, well, songs? Well, you know what? Ever? I think first attracted me to that group back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s was their bass singer, Richard Sturban. Who sings the bass and and you've heard the song Elvira, right? Elvira, right, right. Dun, You're singing it, dun. right? Yeah. Okay. So he's featured prominently. I'm not going to even even attempt it because he's he's the best. Uh, but in <laughs> fact, I interviewed him at one time, and he's a great baseball fan. Richard Sturban knows a lot about baseball. Not only can he sing deep, but he's got a deep knowledge of baseball. Does he like the Red Sox? And still owns a part of the Nashville minor league baseball team. Wow. Yep. So Maybe he, we're going to get him on it, the sports machine it, as a guest sometime might, then. I'm, I'm down for this. Do that, He's going to sure. have to sing that Elvira he'll, line. He'll be on the bus. I know they're having a, a tour coming up uh, in the early part of uh, next year. You already got your tickets? So, uh, Oak Ridge not Boys? Yet, not going to sell out I'm, quick. I'm, I'm going to get them uh, sometime this weekend, actually. Bam. Yep. That, you heard it yep. out there. That, that, people, yep. you want your Oak Ridge Boys tickets. You better get in before <laughs> Ken buys them they're, all up for his friends. They're going to be at Foxwoods, I think. It's May, I believe, but uh, at any rate, that that's the Oak Ridge Boys Tower of Power. I've seen uh, many times, and uh, they put on a great live show, as do the Oak Ridge Boys, even though each and every one of the Oak Ridge Boys is older than I am, which is hard to believe, isn't it? Yikes. And they're you know still singing and dancing around the studio. Well, I'm going to tell you what. They I'm put just on a, sitting here. They put on a great live blethering, show. Blethering, as they say. You know who else puts on a great live show? Yes. You. Ken Kale. Oh. oh, thank you. Ken Kale puts on a great live show. I'll have to listen. We'll take a break. Uh, Kale and Company continues right after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll be right back. Well, we made it through two segments. This is uh, segment number three on this Thanksgiving morning. Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us. Hope you're having an enjoyable Thanksgiving. And uh, please be careful if you're on the, uh, the highways and the byways of uh, New Hampshire or wherever you're traveling because we seem to have a, a greater propensity for accidents during this time of year and uh, as a matter of fact jim you know uh, even uh, law enforcement the uh, department of safety in new hampshire have alluded to the night before thanksgiving as drunksgiving and because there are so many drunk drivers 
on the roads, and, and usually the night before Thanksgiving, more than any other time during the year. Uh, we did a show on this, and uh, and the statistics uh, bear it out. You know, people you know, go back to their hometowns, meet with their friends from high school or college or whatever it might be, or their family that they haven't seen in a while, tend to hang out maybe a little too long at the uh, local saloons, and, uh, and that's when it happens. So I hope everyone is uh, safe on this Thanksgiving morning. Jim McIntyre, it's great to have you in studio. Thank you for getting up early. What time do you usually get up? Got two young kids who one, the youngest of which, comes over to our bed and is usually, Dad, will you go downstairs with me around five fifteen to five forty-five? We're trying to train oh, him to stay in his room, but he's five years old. He just turned five the other day, and uh, it's tough training. Wow, five fifteen, huh? Yeah, wow. um, yeah, five fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, some well, people get up a lot earlier than that. That's so. true. That's true. I used to. I used to when I was doing uh, real early mornings in radio. Get up like at four o'clock and and that sort of thing. But well, that's a great actually segue if I can jump in because Ken, I'll tell you, I would love to hear how you got started in radio. I'm just getting started. I have literally no radio experience. I, what I do have is 20 years of experience interviewing people over the phone. I've been a headhunter, a recruiter. If you know what that is, I help people get new jobs. So for 20 years, I've run my own company, and my job is just to interview people, talk to them, ask them questions, try and get them to uh, tell me whether or not they do a good job. You know, If I place them at a company is, is pretty much my right, job. Yeah. So that's my skill. But- and some of that is useful here, but you're the radio guy. How did you get into this? So industry? you're interviewing me on my own show. I don't think this is a first right here. This is a first. I'm all about breaking uh, in, breaking ground in, 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 in my things. career. Yeah, and and so far you you've run the board longer than I have uh, at WKXL. So at any rate, uh, no, you know how I really got started for for some reason, and none of my family on either side. Uh, was involved in in broadcasting or anything even comparable to that uh, print anything. Uh, so I don't know where I came up with this idea when I was like five years old that I wanted to be on the radio. I listened to the radio a lot growing up uh, in the Boston area. Uh, loved to listen at a, at a young age to people you would normally think only older people would listen to like like jess kane was a, a great radio personality at whdh in boston norm nathan you know a couple of uh, my heroes in, in radio and another one was bob wilson who was a hockey broadcaster for the uh, boston bruins for a, a number of years and uh, also for a while uh, when they were in boston he was the uh, voice of the boston braves american hockey league team that played at the garden in the, in the AHL. So anyway, one night a friend of mine and myself went to the old Boston garden. It was, I think the first Boston Braves regular season, AHL game at the garden. How old are you when this is happening? Uh, I was like About. 13. Okay. Yeah. When took the train in uh, with my friend, Bobby bliss, we were sitting, I was looking up at the WBZ broadcast booth high atop the ice at the old Boston Garden, and I see Bob Wilson up there. I knew who it was. I mean, I listened to Bruins games all the time and knew Bob, uh, not personally, but by his booming voice, the greatest voice, I think, ever in the history of radio was Bob Wilson's. So he was sitting up there, and I, and sitting you know, 20 feet away from him uh, was an engineer 
But I noticed that he didn't have a analyst, a color analyst, or a statistician. So the next day, I wrote a letter to Bob Wilson. At 13 years At old. 13 you're writing years letters. old. I was writing letters. In fact, I had done this before, but you know, with little success. But <laughs> I wrote this letter to Bob on a Saturday. And it was just a, a handwritten letter, nothing fancy about it. I just sent it to, to Bob Wilson, WBZ, Soldiers Field Road, Boston, and and said that uh, I noticed you uh, did not have a statistician. You know, I'd be willing to keep stats or run to get your coffee or anything you needed uh, just to have the opportunity. And I had written letters like that before and usually got just uh, back, uh, you know, a, a short response, a, a, a form letter, as it were. You would always uh, get responses? No, well, not, no, 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 not always. Say. I say sometimes. Yeah, nowadays I you write letters. I, I, I don't uh, think anybody's getting no, back Nobody here. writes letters <laughs> anymore anyway, uh, which, is, which is not a good thing. But because when you get a letter now, I mean, it's a significant occasion if you ever get a letter from anybody. Uh, my nephew went to college freshman year, just started up here a couple of months ago up in Maine, yeah. and I, I wrote him a handwritten letter yeah. just the other day, and I put $20 in the envelope. Uh, it reminds me of something you know that my grandmother, God bless her soul, would have done back yeah. in the day, but uh, I did it for him just to say, hey, you know, I know nobody writes letters anymore, but how about this? Well, I'm glad somebody does. Thank you. Just and, wanted to throw that in. Yep. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you did. So <laughs> I write this letter to Bob Wilson, and I don't expect much from it. Just, you know, I thought I'd, you know, give it a shot. I wrote it on a Saturday morning, mailed it, walked to the mailbox in my hometown of Melrose. And uh, then, this was Saturday. Bear in mind, this was Saturday I wrote the letter. Monday, I was out in my backyard playing wiffle ball, and my father goes out on our, our porch and, and says, I, I have a call. Now, back at that time, when you're 13 years old, you don't get very many calls. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, on I'm, a cell phone. I was hoping that, you know, some you know young girl would give me a call, but that that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it never, never happened in my case. <laughs> never happened. But my father said, and, and he wasn't he wasn't a, a kidder or anything like that. He knew I had written the letter, and he said, it's Bob Wilson. Now, we had a family friend that was kind of a, a jokester. And I thought, oh, okay, this is yeah. this, this guy that's, that's going to, you know, pretend to be Bob Wilson on the other end of the phone. That's great. But uh, you can't, in my mind, you could not imitate Bob Wilson because he had the most distinctive and best voice ever, as I said. So I, I was a little bit leery when I said hello, first of all. I didn't want my voice to crack or anything like that. Talking if I if I was in fact Absolutely. talking to a legendary broadcaster. Yeah, so you're nervous so, and skeptical right, all at the same right, time. At the same time, right? Uh, but as soon as I heard him say "Hi, Ken" Hello. or whatever, uh, <laughs> or "Score," you know, no, he didn't say that. But uh, I knew it was him. And he said, we have a game this coming Friday night. This was on Monday. I wrote the letter Saturday. He called me on Monday. And he said, we have a game Friday, an AHL game, Boston Braves versus somebody. I can't remember who it was. He said, come on in. I'll meet you at the press gate. We'll see how it works out. And I guess in his head, it, it worked out. And so I did continue to do that for his Boston Braves AHL broadcasts. Uh, the rest of that year. And then, by chance, uh, his regular statistician for the Bruins uh, worked for Delta Airlines. And they opened up their offices, their base in Atlanta. He was working in Boston. 
Then they moved the whole operation to Atlanta. He moved with Delta Airlines, and I get to keep stats for the Bruins on the WBZ broadcast. At age 14? Yeah. 15? Yeah. Did you have to like exactly. fill out paperwork? Like, did you get taxes now, taken I, out? I, I or were you just paid, like, I, <laughs> no, I didn't get paid for it. <laughs> okay, I, you were it was volunteer, volunteer but I was just happy to get into the games. I was just happy to get in, into the games. And build experience. Look where you are now. It started right. back I mean, this is during the Bobby Orr era, you know, to see Bobby Orr play. I would have paid, you know, whatever money I had at that time. Was, he at, was he at his peak right then? Because yeah. I, I oh, know yeah. Bobby Orr just, he does some great stuff in the local community. Yeah. Every yeah. year he had done a get-together for kids. And we got about a minute and a half yeah. in this segment, Ken. But I, uh, I would love to hear more of this story. It's it's amazing that this is how you got into, into, into radio yeah. or into the... The business that, to start but that the, was my first foray and i did that with bob for a couple of years and then uh when uh, i had just graduated from high school and was set to go to a broadcasting school in boston which i did leland powers school of radio television and theater uh which went out of business uh, a couple of years after i was there i don't had know nothing whether, to do with I, you I, I, I might have had to do with <laughs> charlie sherman who was in the class before me but uh, between Charlie and myself, we put the school out of business. Nice. But I didn't go with Charlie. He's, he's a little bit older than I am. But not much. Not much, Charlie, I know. Anyway, so. <laughs> if you're Bob, out there, Charlie, Bob, happy Bob Thanksgiving, Will- Charlie. So happy Bob Thanksgiving. Wilson calls me one night at home. This was like, during the off season. And, uh, okay, I, I see the countdown. I see the countdown. We got, we got to move on. I want to know. I want, he ahead. says, have, uh, you know, we have a, there's an opening. I was talking with Bob Oaks, the program director. There's a, an opening for a producer at WBZ. A, and I had just, just gotten out of high school. And this is the cliffhanger. See, I'm building up. This do is it. the cliffhanger. Do it. You're just uh, getting out of high school. Just getting out of high school. Get this call from Bob and think, I, I cannot be a producer at a major metropolitan radio station. I've only been into one radio station in my life for a tour. And we'll tell you what happens. After this break, we have to take a break. It is uh, Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by, let's say it together, Northeast, Northeast Delta, Delta Dental. Dental. We'll have to work on that. We, we will be uh, right back after a word from our alternate sponsors. I need to hear the end of your story, Ken. You will. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company Live. Not just any Kale and Company show, but our Thanksgiving edition here on WKXL, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Happy to have Jim McIntyre at the controls and co-hosting today, the host of the Sports Machine. It's an honor coming to the airwaves right here, 10 o'clock Monday morning. Just a few days away. So, just to complete my story, Bob Wilson, voice of the Bruins, Braves, great guy, uh, lived in the Lakes region of New Hampshire the last uh, number of years of his life. Uh, he calls me and says, WBZ needs a producer. And I said, I've only been into, uh, visited one radio station in my life. You expect me to be, but he said, well, go in, have an interview, see how it goes. So anyway, I went to interview with Bob Oaks, program director then at WBZ in 1972. So awesome. I was uh, I was eighteen. Better times back then. And uh, heading to and actually in <laughs> broadcasting school at the time, but somehow, some way, I I got the job. Worked behind the scenes at WBZ. It was a, a union operation. So I was a producer. I was lining up guests for talk shows. I was screening calls for for callers that would be going on the air with people like Guy Manella, 
uh, Jerry Williams, Larry Glick, and uh, name dropping. It, it, it was it was a great time, and I spent about four years there. Did a little on air work, and then uh, I moved to uh, to Connecticut for a while. Did uh, did some work at a station uh, WTIC there. Went down to Connecticut actually to work with Jerry Williams. When you went, uh, you went by yourself. Uh, to Connecticut? Yeah, I, I was on the verge of getting married at that time. So uh, uh, I moved down there with my uh, bride-to-be and then uh, worked at WTIC and then ultimately came to New Hampshire where I've spent uh, most of the rest of my career doing all kinds of stuff like this. New Hampshire is the best place to be in the United States. I'm a firm believer. You know that. what? I would not disagree I would not disagree with that at all. That, that's why we're the, the best place in the nation to have the, uh, the, the first primary. And I'm glad that we're going to have it again in 2024. So at any rate, that, that's my story. And uh, I'm, I'm sticking to it. And uh, uh, Jim is here. And he's got a, a new show to do on, uh, on the Monday, the sports machine. I'm going to sit in from time to time. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to run your board because I'd, I'd run you right off the air. So uh, I'd, I'd let you do it. it. I'd let you do it at least once or twice. And I'd I, say, hey, Ken, we really got to work on your uh, board skills yeah, now. Come no, on. You, you gotta, you'd, you'd be saying that. You'd be saying that. Uh, but we're going to have we're going to have Kat in to do uh, to do that show. We're, we're going to give you the best. So. So what yeah. type of stuff if you're coming on the sports machine, what stuff would you like to talk about most of all? Because I know you get your own show to talk about pretty much whatever you want. You always keep it on the positive side of, of life. And I, I like that. That's I it. love that approach because I am always a, a half as a glass is half full type of, of guy. You I can get. always look on the downside of things. If you're out there in New Hampshire and you're here and I say New Hampshire is the best place to live in the United States. Well, if you're stuck in traffic right now, you're like, oh, no, it, you know, you you can look on the negative side of things or you could just say okay this traffic's going to move along more quickly than it would in the cities of uh, uh, the major areas in the u.s and you, I'm you happy know to the new I, I marvel at people uh you know obviously there are a lot of people who live in new hampshire that commute to boston yes. every day even yes. in this uh, world we live in now where so many people work at home we still manage to have lots of traffic jams around the greater boston area every single work day could not do I it don't know, i don't know how people do it i Can, really don't yeah i couldn't I do it i will say for this uh, opportunity here with the sports machine i am driving in to the the station every day 40 minutes each way and that's a, a, a difference for me yeah but it's i'm so happy on the way here because i'm going to get to talk with people like you and the other folks here at kxl and and the listening audience out there i'm really really super duper excited um, there you go and we're, we're excited to have you and uh, Jim McIntyre, folks, uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Right I'm here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Kat and see uh, if we can get the show uh, repeated like this one is. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm booking you for a segment during the first week. I'm, I'm going to uh, find well, something. What so. does Ken Kale want to talk about on the sports machine? Well, I guess it depends on the day. I, I don't. I don't mean to sit on the fence, but you know, there's something happening every day. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we're still talking about you know Bill Belichick being in flux right now uh, with with the Patriots and the the situation there, which is which is not good. What a change as, as, as from we, twenty years, as huh? we all know. The ha- the happiness it brings to me that Marcus <laughs> Smart is no longer a Celtic. Uh, I do love Marcus Smart, hey, Ken. Hey, me and you might listen, argue on this. Yeah, I, I do well, love his attitude and the way he played as hard as he could all the time, but he it, just it, wasn't making other players better. It's not a coincidence. We're we're better without him, and I'm I'm sad to say it. Well, 
I think it's true. And I and listen, I admire his intensity, the way he went about things. Yes. If he only had, had never taken a shot, it would have been great. <laughs> if he just never took a shot, his career with the Celtics would have been a lot better. So many people feel that way. It's yeah, great. Real Boston Celtics fans. You know what I think? I mean, this to me, and it's already starting off this way, is going to be Jason Tatum's best year ever. You thought he was good before? This is going to be his best year, and he's only going to get better from here because, like, like the uh, the training wheels have been taken off. He doesn't have to defer to Marcus Smart anymore. Who got more big shots down the stretch than Marcus Smart? Nobody on that Boston Celtics team, and he was probably the worst shooter on the entire team, and he took the most big shots. You're I don't get it. Never got it. Right. But I'm glad that era is over and done with. There's good a new luck look. to the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, good luck to them. They've started <laughs> out uh, with not the greatest record. But I do hope they turn it around. I will say you're absolutely right with Tatum. There's a different look in his eye. You can tell every day that he comes into the office, into the gym, he's the leader of the team. Yep. And, and people like Jalen Brown know it. Drew Holiday knows it. Kristaps Porzingis knows it. Al Horford knows it. All the other guys on the team now know Jason Tatum is in charge. They say as much in the interviews, and you can see Tatum is now like, I need to live up to that. That's yep. pressure. We talked about pressure for the radio mm-hmm. earlier. Tatum has that every single day. The outcome of this team is going to be based entirely on his performance. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, the bench is good. The other starters are terrific. Good additions in the offseason of Christoph Porzingis and especially Drew Holiday. I mean, what uh, he is... Um, probably, in, in my mind, and has been for years, the most underrated and undervalued player in the NBA by fans. I mean, coaches and players certainly know how valuable uh, a guy like Drew Holiday is. And there, I say a guy like Drew Holiday. There's not too many like him. And uh, he, he is just so consistent. I mean, he plays the game at both ends all the time. His defense he, is nonstop. He, and, and Marcus he, Smart won Defensive Player of the Year for the NBA a couple of years ago. So Marcus Smart was a great defensive player, still is. But Drew Holiday is different. If you watch him, how fast he slips screens, he gets up and is in the ball handler's face nonstop. And when you have a guy, a veteran who's won a title before, willing to – you put your body on the line when you're playing defense like that. You now – the other players on the team, you have to play like that. And you see Drew. I don't see him complaining to the refs. Well, guess what? All of a no. sudden, Tatum, I'm on Twitter the other day. The guy says, oh, Tatum, I didn't see him complain once during the game. And I said, it's not a coincidence that now he's playing much better. It's different mentality. Marcus Smart was complaining a lot, and now that element is, is gone. I don't mean to throw Marcus under the bus again. Oh, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, you have some disdain for this man. But, but no, I, 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 I've never met the man. I, I just know <laughs> just know what uh, what's happened over the last eight years uh, with the Celtics. I mean, uh, Drew Holiday, I, I, he does not take any possessions off on either end of the court. And he has been such a great addition, and I think that kind of addition is infectious with the other players. I really do. With the sports machine, I can tell me and Ken Kim will be talking about the Celtics, but what I will tell you is that 
I don't know a lot about hockey. And as we start it's to wind okay. down this episode either. of your show, you either. don't. You don't. Now, you used to be the voice of some hockey uh-uh. team, didn't you? What is going <laughs> on? This, uh, I'm calling that's fraud, fraudulent that, that, on the that, spot that here. That show. Well, if you know somebody who knows <laughs> a lot about the Bruins, I'd be I'd be lucky to have them on for a segment or two to give us a Bruins rundown each go. week, once each no, week. So I, that's a favor I'll, I'll ask from you. If I, you know I love the Bruins. I, I do. And, 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 and watch them. Not I have to say not as religiously as I do the Celtics. But I, I do I do like the Bruins, followed them. I mean, really, they were my entree into, into radio when I was doing stats for them and the and the Boston Braves, and I did the Manchester Monarchs games for 17 years. So, uh, you know, some of that knowledge is rubbed. I'll tell you the two guys that taught me more about hockey than, than anyone else. And they were the color analysts for me. First year I did the Monarchs, 2001-2002, Rick Middleton and oh, Pat yeah. Burns. Oh wow! So, I know yeah. Rick Middleton. My mother used to love that guy. Like I think she she might have divorced my father to marry Rick Middleton I, back I, in the I, day. I think a lot of mothers would have uh, <laughs> divorced their husbands to marry Rick Middleton back then. <laughs> Ricky Middleton. Uh, I wish my mother had. No, no, I don't. I don't oh, mean that. No, no. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving, Ken. Let's th- let's. You talked earlier about about uh, you know the search machine, the things we can cover, and how much we can talk about the Celtics or the Bruins. There's a limited amount of time to watch all these sporting events. Just like there's a limited amount of time for this episode of the Ken Kale Show. We're down to about 40 seconds, And you know what happens? Time flies when you're having fun. And we're having fun right here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. Take us with you wherever you go. We stream around the clock. Kale & Company Live is presented. Now try it again. Presented by Northeast Delta Delta Dental. Dental. You're getting better. You still need a few lessons. But... You'll have plenty of time. Jim, thank you. Thank you. Outstanding job. I I feel very safe in this passenger seat here uh, with you in command. And folks, remember, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Count your blessings because we have a lot of them in this country. And always look on the bright side of love. And uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Ken. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.